Austin, we did it. We did it. Woo! Fire off the confetti cannons, bro. The Chiefs have snapped their two-game losing streak. Booyah! Back in the win column. And let me tell you, buddy, it is always sunny in Philadelphia today. But we uh, came up with that episode title, full disclosure, on Wednesday. Um, so we had that we one. Yeah, we had that one cooking up for a while. And boy, things are always sunny in Philadelphia. Big Red returning to the scene where he won over 100 games for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he now becomes the first coach in NFL history to win 100-plus games as an NFL head coach for two separate franchises, the Philadelphia Eagles, and now he has done it for the Kansas City Chiefs, win number 100. The Chiefs get back to 500 at 2-2. Two and two. They win their first game by double digits in the regular season. They did beat the Bills by two scores in the playoffs, but their first double digit or two score win i should say their first two score win or double digit win and either way sure. i mean same thing same streak since they beat the jets in week eight last year <laughs> and they were talking about it on this broadcast constantly i don't know yeah. if that was part of the the program notes like why it was this Ooh. week though this was a talking point but it, the chiefs pull out a 12 point win 42 to 30. it's been shocking that the chiefs haven't been able to put teams away they it's not like they've played everybody that was the best teams in the NFL. They've played some crappy teams that they've played down to in this streak. And for sure. um, to be, and you know, this game for three quarters looked like it was going to be another one. And yes. then, you know, fortunately the chiefs pushed things away there um, towards the end, but yeah, let's just, uh, this is obviously since it's an emergency podcast, we're going to do a little bit more of this in the coming uh, episode up next week, but we just wanted to Get in front of you guys, talk about the the box score, talk about how we felt like this game went. So we're going to start with the offense. We're going to move on to a mm. worse topic mm. um, after that. But the offense was cooking today. They were absolutely perfect other than one third down interception by Patrick Mahomes. The rest of their drives were touchdowns, which is exactly what you need to do when your defense is the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But um, what did you think about the offensive performance and who were your you know, the standouts. Yeah. I mean, six touchdowns in seven drives, Pat going 24 30 for 278 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, the first five passing touchdown game, I think his first five passing touchdown game since the Jets game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If memory serves. That, that's right. So it's great for him to put up a lopsided number, obviously in the box score. It's always great when he can jump out there. The interception obviously was, was unfortunate, but a lot of a uh, lot of stars in this game. I mean, um, really, the only guy who didn't dominate like we're expected, why we expect him to dominate, is Travis Kelsey, who had yeah. a pretty quiet game in this one. But the story is obviously Tyree Kill, and I don't know if you saw <laughs> Ian Rappaport this morning mm -hmm. uh, was giving us an update on Josh Gordon, who, by the mm. way, looks awesome mm. and supposedly could be active next week against the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, which would be just absolutely sexual. He was out uh, running in warmups and. Ian Rappaport did one of his uh, his editorializing bits. Like, I don't know if he writes his own bits or what exactly the deal is. You know, when he goes on yeah. TV, it's not breaking news. It's just, hey, I'm giving you guys a, an update on something that's kind of interesting. He said that Josh Gordon, and I get what he was going for here. This clearly right. is not what he meant to, to convey. But he said the Chiefs don't really have a number one wide receiver. What he meant by that, clearly, is that the Chiefs don't have a number one wide receiver in the mold of a Josh Gordon. Or a I would use the word prototypical. Prototypical wide receiver one. A guy that is big and fast and can make contested catches and is a red zone threat, et cetera, so on and so forth. Ooh, what yeah, he said was, yes, what he said was the Chiefs don't really have a number one wide receiver. 
And I don't know. I know a lot of people were tagging Tyreek in response to that tweet this morning. I don't know if he saw that. He probably but, did. Um, He's pretty 11 active. receptions for 186 yards and three touchdowns. And he was just the only weapon, basically, the Chiefs had on offense. Now, Clyde did have a, a good running game, 14 rushes, 102 yards, and he did. He was sprinkled in for two passes, which was uh, an absolute shock to anybody that's been paying attention to that. He did score on a reception. But, I mean, outside of that, it was basically the Chiefs plodding along, picking up first downs, and the whole time Patrick keeping Tyreek in the back of his head and throwing to him when he got open. And those 12 targets out of the 30, you know, were obviously the lion's share. Kelsey got six of them and nobody else got more than three. Um, just in general, the connection between Mahomes and Hill has been phenomenal since the day that Mahomes started his first game. I mean, he absolutely, those two are as good of a one, two as the NFL has ever seen. Their skill sets are absolutely as symbiotic and I, I if you have a guy that's the fastest guy on the field and a guy with Patrick Mahomes arm like this type of stuff is going to happen and it was just nice to have the the gaudy box score numbers we haven't really seen eye-popping numbers out of this team since the Bills game and it's nice to get back to those video game numbers that we're so used to yeah it is and just a quick thing on the run game we'll talk about the game more in depth on our Wednesday show like we normally do but we just had to get the emergency podcast out yeah. there yeah and we had uh we had to get out there and celebrate the troops a little bit you know the boys getting back into the win column Clyde averaged 7.3 yards per carry in this game which obviously is a great number he had some great runs especially in the second half I gotta say though the real heroes of this game on offense as they have been all year were the offensive line because boy those guys were just absolutely blowing up huge holes in the run game. I mean, yeah. the uh, the Chiefs, the Clyde actually took a carry down to the one and did not score um, on a play where the Chiefs just absolutely obliterated. It looked <laughs> like that Madden glitch where yeah. all five guys on the defensive line got pancaked. I mean, it's it's getting exciting. Like, if you want to dream a little bit, the offensive line could be one of the best in the NFL. I think it already is. Certainly like a top 10 line. You've got uh, Trey Smith, who is a top 10 guard in both pass block and run block win rate according to ESPN. I mean, they're playing great. And Pat had, you know, he, he got flushed from the pocket. Obviously the third down throw was ill-advised, but they're giving him protection and boy, they were absolutely mauling the Eagles in the run game, which was a great to see. It was. So what was not great to see now we're going to transition oh, to the ire of Chiefs Kingdom right now. Oh, on an emergency minute. podcast. Oh, well, we're just going to cover it for a second. I mean, it is an emergency. Read, and then we'll talk about the, the, the future. So let's just talk about, yes, you're right. The defense is an emergency. It is. Oh, it's, the, it's bad. The Eagles had an emergency Lane Johnson scratch today, who's one of their absolutely best offensive linemen. And so they had a shuffle. And this is, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, the Chiefs opponent having been decimated on the offensive line and the Chiefs pass rush just not really able to get much going all day now Mike Dana did eventually pick up two sacks he did look like he was uh you know getting some pressure late Legereus Sneed did pick up a late sack but in general the Eagles were a bottom five NFL offense coming into this game and they looked phenomenal Jalen Hurts had 387 yards passing and two touchdowns, which he, you know, hasn't shown anything like that. I mean, maybe a flashes every now and then, but certainly not for a whole game. Um, and he even ran the ball for, for 47 yards, leading the team in rushing. What is wrong with the defense, Austin? Dude, uh, it's hard to say because obviously they, they put some emphasis this week on tackling. I would say the biggest issue 
for the first three weeks of the season was just the tackling was terrible. And honestly, the tackling was bad again. Um, it wasn't maybe quite as bad as it's been the first three weeks, but this week it was just, I mean, the pass rush obviously was a problem. Frank Clark did not suit up in this one. He has only played one game this year. It was against Baltimore and their decimated offensive line. Wasn't a big factor in that game. Didn't play at all in this one. And so, you know, you've got Mike Dana and Chris Jones. I do think some of the Chiefs' struggles uh, come from the fact that they have played four pretty dynamic offenses. Um, You know, the Browns maybe not quite as much, although the Chiefs were very shorthanded defensively in that first game. Would you classify the Eagles as dynamic? Well, no, but... But they have personnel that can give teams like the Chiefs some trouble, right? Like yeah, Smith looked Frank, pretty good. Frank Clark is, for all you know, his shortcomings, he's pretty good on the edge, and he is good in the run game. And what what blasted the Chiefs in this game was just they couldn't contain Jalen Hurts, and they weren't covering the guys in the flat. Like they no. they were not covering his checkdowns at all. And so they had pretty good coverage deep. I don't want to say great coverage deep because obviously, I mean, they got beat deep on some plays. Devontae Smith is a very good player. He's obviously a top 10 draft pick. He was a Heisman Trophy winner as a wide receiver last year. He did push off several <laughs> times in this game. It didn't get called for it, probably because he's 160 pounds. Yeah. And I think that's something that he's going to be able to do his entire career because they're like, I, I can't throw can't. a flag. The guy's 160 pounds. Like he yeah. can't, he can't offensive pass interfere. He's too small. They were gifted a touchdown on a fumble that they shouldn't have gotten. Yeah, I mean, God, we do have to talk about that. The Chiefs replay guy. But, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, the way that they do replays in the NFL is weird. Like, they don't – the guys in the replay, the Chiefs replay guy, has the broadcast view of the game. Yeah, and they only show delayed one view of it. SD. Yeah, not delayed, even, delayed yeah. SD, and they they only showed one view of it. Yeah. So like, and the Eagles ran hurry up. So you know, kudos to them. That was smart. But I mean, the Chiefs had interceptions, or excuse me, they had timeouts going into the going into halftime. I mean, there's not really any excuse for not throwing a flag, or excuse me, throwing a timeout there and seeing if you want to throw the challenge flag. In I don't the know. First half too. You're not trying to you're not trying to save timeouts in the first half. Right, like right. that's when you call them for, you know, pre-snap stuff and that's when you really you can burn first half timeouts. So, the defense gets burned in the flats. That was the exact same problem they had against the Browns where every Browns drive just looked like they were going out to the side and there was no chief around them. It's not even mm-hmm. like they were missing tackles. Yeah. They were they were just throw it out there and okay, I guess we can run 10 yards before someone's going to touch us and that to me is coaching and I have not really been a big anti spags guy basically since he got here. I'm a fan of him. I think he's been good for the team, but boy, he did not have a good day today with they, there were plenty of times where the defense was in the wrong spot. There were, there was communication problems. And really we've seen that for the first four weeks too. It hasn't just been a talent issue. It's been a scheme issue. It's been a preparation issue. They've really had just, a plethora of problems. I don't know if Willie Gay is going to help anything. You know, I mean, obviously the linebackers are probably the weak spot of a very weak defense in general, and Willie will help with that. But it just feels more systemic to me than that. It feels like it's something that they're not teaching, that they're not preparing for. Very frustrating. We are going to now hear a word from our sponsors. Week three of football is now in the books, and it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on, on any football game. 
Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week four game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One person per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, shameless cash grab there. We're just you know, throwing in the ads. we got the emergency podcast to pile up the ad revenue here. Daddy's got to get care. paid. Daddy's got to get paid, and listen, we don't we don't work for free. We we don't get out of bed for more than whatever they're paying us, which isn't <laughs> a whole lot, but it's something. Uh, so as always, we appreciate your guys' support, and go definitely go check out DraftKings. We're gonna have a listener DraftKings league. We're we're slowly getting up to speed. You know, we're sort of <laughs> yeah dipping our toes in, and I, I started off a like wet. a like a practice league this yeah, week was free that only has four or five of us in it just to make sure i understood how the invitation system worked and all that so next week um i'm going to tweet out a link on probably tuesday that's going to be the full week slate of games we're probably not going to do money again to make sure we get enough participants the first week and then if we get six seven twelve beat guys something like that then we'll probably do money the week after that so Taylor, I gotta ask. This is an emergency podcast. We don't we don't want to get too deep with this. We're celebrating today. We're yeah. celebrating the end of a streak, the end we of are. a couple of streaks, the non-cover streak, the non-double digit win streak. You got the Andy uh, two-game losing streak. Now we got the hundred wins. Whatever. We've we've got a lot to celebrate. Are the Chiefs back? That's what I want to ask you. Are we back? Yeah, yeah. I think they are. I think until you know. Until the Chiefs are going to go on a prolonged stretch of losing, which two games is not a prolonged stretch, I still believe in this team. I still believe in Patrick Mahomes. How could I not, After especially after a game like this? Um, I don't think Josh Gordon's going to hurt anything. I think he's going to be a matchup problem, is what it sounds like uh, the hype train is saying. And, you know, I think the defense couldn't get any worse, and the Chiefs are 2-2. Two and two. And if that's the case, then all systems go. And the Chiefs could be now. Listen, they could be. I mean, two and two is the. They could be one and three. They could be one and three, but they could be four and zero. Oh. I mean, you yeah. know, they're they're the Chiefs have had chances to win games. They've had chances to win all these games. I think to me, the most encouraging thing about this game was that the offense, with the exception of the one ill-timed and poor decision interception from Mahomes, yeah, the offense was clean and they played a clean game. And they were unstoppable. That was the only time they got stopped. They didn't punt in this game. Nope. The defense did not force any punts in this game. This I had was to go only back the fourth no punt fourth game, no in, NFL punt game in NFL history. That's right. Chiefs and part of two of them. They have. And obviously, you don't love to see that on the <laughs> defensive side. They obviously have to get better on the defensive side. But they will eventually start playing teams that are not quite as competent offensively. I understand the Eagles did not have a good offensive line in this game. They don't have a ton of playmakers. But the way that they attack the Chiefs is, you know, a way that the Chiefs have been vulnerable on defense, which is the short passing game and the quarterback run game and kind of that, you know, side to side, taking advantage of the Chiefs' lack of speed. And Willie Gay isn't going to fix everything, but he could fix some of that. I do yeah. think the Chiefs getting healthier at linebacker, that will help. Frank Clark, you know, whatever you think of Frank Clark, he's not great. His contract, he hasn't lived up to it. He still will help. 
a little bit. So, you know, I think we're back. I think we're back. Big, big showdown against the Bills. Obviously, they just shut out uh, 40 to nothing over the Texans today. They are looking very, very sharp. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. It's always sunny in Philadelphia.